0: Years ago, I mean like 45 years ago, 50 years ago, I saw the movie Bride of Frankenstein. And I don't, I actually just remember one scene, one sort of extended scene. Frankenstein has broken out of some kind of prison, um, escaped the villagers, and he stumbles upon this hut of a blind hermit, I think a hermit, and the blind hermit doesn't recognize frankenstein as a monster and the and the hermit makes a meal for him and over time teaches frankenstein i think two words good and friend and they're together for a little bit and then some village some hunters from the local village blunder upon this scene they recognize the monster they uh, attack the house they build down the, the the hut they burn it down and they take the hermit away from them and the scene that i remember is frankenstein walking around the burning hut crying friend friend and and the point that i took away from that is that there's nothing more humanizing than friendship mm. you know Frankenstein, who later on becomes a monster again and is chased. But the thing that humanized him was the friendship of this blind hermit.
1: That's such a fascinating story. It makes me want to go watch the movie now. And I'm sure the book is better than the movie. But, you know, Sam, as you say that, I think about over the years, a few people that I have known that were really difficult to be around. They felt like a burden. They felt like this is all ministry on my part. You know, this is not a relationship I would choose. And as I got to know them, just as you're saying this, I'm recalling they were people who had no or very few friends in their life. And I'm really hit by this idea of, you know, friendship humanizes us. Um, it, It just makes us aware of others and how to relate. to bless how to encourage how to come alongside that that's a fascinating story
0: you know and and as i've thought about it you know i think i think it could be argued that in some ways we are all friends we are all stitched Your father didn't like you, your mother didn't like you, your friends rejected you, your teachers betrayed you, you know, in some ways we are natural frankensteins healed by the friendship of Jesus Christ. You know, I think that if we don't understand Christianity in terms of a friendship with Christ, we don't understand Christianity.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the the verse that describes Jesus as closer than a brother, I think, you know, this is, we ought to know how to be that kind of a friend, one who's closer than a brother because of our relationship with the one who is closer than a brother. Right, just experiencing, if we do, hopefully every day, just the, the, the love of God, his unconditional love, you know, his words of affirmation, his words of counsel just as presence, you know, I, that should be what I can take to another because I've experienced that.
0: When you think of friendship, when you think of what you've received in friendship over your, over the years, you know, what are things that have strengthened, what are facets of friendship just off the top of your head? I know I, I, I asked you a question you don't have any notes on because I want to <laughs> catch you, you know, what are facets of what friendship has meant or you've observed?
1: Yeah. When I think of good friendships through the years, and I'd say I've just had a handful through the years at this level that we're talking about good friendships closer than a brother type of thing. I just recall moments of laughing together, you know, real, sincere, deep laughing together about something, the the laughter of enjoyment. Um, I think of, you know, pondering, Hard things and feeling safe about it. Um, I was going to say in that in the idea of pondering of, of of thinking through kind of processing without being taught or given a conclusion, and then on the other hand, I think of a few people I've had in my life who I would describe as close friends, but also mentors, people who did give me um, some instruction, some counsel, some guidance. But it didn't feel like the aloofness you can feel from a teacher or an instructor or a coach. It felt like somebody who was deep in your life offering that. Um, I, I just think of times of just sharing, you know, sharing everything from a, a really good meal to even sharing a really good movie, you know, mm-hmm. or really good stories. Those, those things come to my mind about good friendship. How about you?
0: I would say that friends, and and you've done this, but friends have encouraged me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think the word "encourage" actually comes from a French word that comes from a Latin word, which means to give heart. You know, mm-hmm. encourage is to give heart, and I think that there have been times when I'm down and I'm given heart, or you know that for years you encouraged me to. Make a retreat, an audio version, an online version of my hearing God retreat. And as a friend, you once encouraged me by calling me up and said, "Saying Sam, I'm going to be at your house in a month, and I'm going to record you to do this retreat." You know, and you weren't getting anything out of it. You know, you took several days away out of your life to fly here to videotape me and then to edit it. But it was like, as a friend, you tied your resources to mine. You said you're going to use your your resources to help me. And you know, that's encouraging on so many levels. You know, a friend lays down his life for a friend.
1: Yeah. And as you bring that back up again, <laughs> one of my favorite memories was I was so excited because I knew the gold that you had uh, in your book. And in, when you and I would do the hearing guide conference together, you know, I was just really assisting you in doing it, helping some, and I knew all that was there. And I, and I, so I was so excited to see this happen. Not, not the idea of forcing you into something you ought to do, but something that (laughs) I so wanted to see you have. So it was, it was fun doing that for you, but, but having to get to the point where I said, I am coming and I will bring my equipment. And if you continue to refuse once I'm there, we'll do something else. But I'm coming out fully equipped and ready to do this. And you did. You know, you didn't fight me on it. And it turned out to be such, a, such a, a fun course that we put together. You know, I was also thinking, Sam, you know, there's so many times when you have um, recognized and then pulled me out of a rough patch or rough place that I was in. And I was just recently in that again, um, which I had not told you about. And this was as of two days ago, or two days. Um, And and I find that when I get into a a really down place where I'm thinking life is not working for me, I give up. What was I thinking? I'm imagining what God wants to do through my life or, you know, what he's given me are his dreams. I'm just imagining these things. And I get in a really bad place. And I'm not prone to depression. I don't I don't want to say that because I'm not that tight, but I've I've gotten pretty down a couple of times. And there are times when you could see it in me. And, and what I was gonna say was when I'm in that place, I really don't want anyone to know, which which is amazing. You know, when I think about it, it's really foolish. But I don't want anybody to know. I don't want to talk about it. And in some ways, I don't want to be rescued because I get so down that I think I deserve this. I need to be here for a while. I need to suffer for a while. And um, you've recognized it before. And then through conversations and prayer, you pulled me out. So I just have this recently happened. And I hadn't told you about this, but another friend of ours called me on the phone and said, hey, can we talk? And so I said, yeah, And it was just casual. I really didn't know why he had called me. And he asked me how I was doing. And I I just kind of went through this, what these two days were like. And it was rather extreme for me. And he just said, you know, thank you for being honest. Let me ask you. And and he started asking me, why do you think this is happening? What do you think triggered this? And then he just spoke into my life. Not, Not shallow words of encouragement, like you'll be okay and God loves you and so do I. But it was more of, can I talk about your effect in my life? Can I talk about what I've, to you, what I've seen in your life and around your life? And when that call was over, I felt lighter, Uh, much to my amazement, to be actually honest with you, because I didn't know the source of what this was, still not convinced. But this morning I was reading when Jesus was talking about the Pharisees and how they were blind guides, and he kind of said, you know, to the disciples and the crowd, just leave them alone. You know, it's a blind leading the blind. And if one falls in the pit, so will the other. And and I, I got to think because of my context, but the opposite is true. When you have a friend that is not blind and you fall in a pit because you're blind for some reason, that friend is able to reach a hand down and say, you don't need to be there any longer. You know, I want to help you. Let me speak to you. Let me go through this with you. And I just can't imagine going through life without a friend. Like you have been, like this other friend has been, and a few others.
0: You know, as you say that, um, there's half a dozen words in Hebrew that are translated in English as friend. You know, and one of them is a kind of companion, but one of the ones is a word that means secret. Mm. So S- Psalm 25, 14 says, The friendship of the Lord. Is with those who fear him. But the word for friendship there is really the secret. There, there, there's a sense that friends know each other's secrets. You know, there, there's a connection between friends because it's a safe place to share what's going on. You know, like you were just saying, when you're going through a dark, hard time, you don't want to tell anybody, I don't want to tell anybody when I'm in that. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not like I'm ashamed of it. Well, there's a certain way I don't want a lot of pity. You know, I think that's the main thing. Is I just don't want the pity, you know, yeah. um, and all the attention. But there is a way I think friends share secrets. And, and that's part of what friendship is about. And it's it's a close connection because of a shared knowledge of each other. In fact, one of the words translated in French, in, French, in Hebrew, is to know to know somebody is to be a friend. Hmm. So I'm very interested in how you shared something about yourself. And it was partly because it's a safe friendship you already have, but then in doing so you made that friendship deeper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. It really is. We,
0: you know, to everybody listening, Gary and I did create a, a, a retreat on friendship because of this very thing that Gary has seen, Gary and I get tremendous life out of friendship. And we've seen so many men. I mean, Gary, if you were to talk, you know, if you think of the 20 or 30 or 40 people that you've talked with recently, at some depth, different people have different needs at the moment. You know, some might be having difficult marriage but their job is fine and the next people their job might be suffering but their marriage is fine you know they have different struggles but i would say almost universally when i talk to men they feel very isolated they feel separated you know they might be in a small group that's been a small group for 20 years and yet they feel alone they don't feel known you know we were just talking about friendship and gary and i we are convinced that friendship is a spiritual secret. In fact, there's a quote that one of us found while we were, while we've been doing friendship for a long time. And this is a quote by Eugene Peterson, when he's commenting on the relationship between David, who is being chased by Saul and Jonathan, Saul's son, but David and Jonathan have probably the first biblical example of a friendship Between humans in scripture, maybe the best example. And Eugene Peterson says this about spiritual friendship. He said, Friendship is a much underestimated aspect of spirituality. It is every bit as significant as prayer and fasting, as in the sacramental use of water and baptism, and the use of bread and wine and communion. Friendship takes the common and turns it into something holy. Mm. and he's talking about spiritual friendship he's talking about christian friendship and you know i think gary and i were so struck by that when we saw it and we and we realized in our own lives we've done multiple retreats and we've been on multiple retreats but i would say gary's calling retreat and my hearing god retreat have been sort of foundational in our ministries you know we write about it we talk about it we blog about it I think that we becoming convinced that friendship is as important as calling and hearing God. It's 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 part of the nature of a spiritual walk with God, yeah, and and with each other. So, it it is the reason we you know I'm here. I'm marketing a retreat that we did because it's available online, and you and I are the world's worst marketers. You know, we argue who's worse, are you worse or am I worse? But (laughs) but but we do think it's needed. We really do believe this is a longing in every man and woman's heart to have deep spiritual friendship. And, you know, we poured our heart into this to try to help others grow in friendship.
1: Yeah. And and let me say, yes, we've been given this example of doing this retreat and then this online course. Yes, we did do this for a men's retreat, um, but this is true for men and women in women's women needing friendship (laughs) as men do as well. That was just our context, you know, but, but let me. Yeah, so (laughs) let me just say that if if you are listening and you're interested, just go to thenobleheart.com and look under courses. It's right there. But I, yeah, I would say Sam. You know, going back to what you said or kind of the question earlier, I would say you know this is a guess that 90% of the men I know, and that's very conservative. I'd say more like actually probably 95, 97% of the guys I know do not have really close friends, you know, that they process life together, they live life together, they laugh together, they weep together. Um, And I would venture to say that probably the men that don't have that, men and women that don't have that intimate relationship with another person of their gender, I'm talking about friendship here, probably don't have that level of intimacy with the lord either uh, that's that's venturing out there but i find that what i what i can't experience what i will not experience with god i cannot experience with another and when i do experience with god i can easily more easily experience with another i i don't know if that's true that's just my inclination and my observation
0: i think that's you know i think it's good i think that when Jesus in John 15 says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. I think Jesus is deliberately trying to say, we have to understand Christianity in some ways, in a large way, as friendship. And you know, I think we think of Christianity as obeying the rules, going to church, you know, being a good father and mother, being a good husband. And, you know, look at us and wife, Um I don't think it's limited to that. I I think, you know, I think that being a believer means we are going to go be with other believers and we are going to have prayer times. But I think we are empowered to do those things through the friendship with Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, and just as you were talking with someone, you said, who's, you know, you talk with some guys who aren't that fun to talk with. God has empowered you by befriending you Mm -hmm. so that you can befriend other people. Yeah. And so we're not just talking about worldly friendship. We're talking about a Holy Spirit gospel or a re-gospelization in our lives of friendship that I think enables us to have a relationship with God that then empowers us to have relationships with others that we couldn't have had, that wouldn't have had that depth without the power of God in us.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? And We are close to the end of our time here, but yeah, there are and we talk about this in the course, there are different levels of friendship and some are reciprocal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you and I give to each other. We have other friends who we give to and we know we're not going to get anything in return. It, it is that friendship that, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty much going to be one-sided, but you know, we can do that because of the love of Christ in us. And I can try to pour the love of Christ, his life in me through into that other person. But it can't be only that because that will not sustain itself after a while. Yes, it comes from the life of Christ, but so there will be different kind of types of friendships, deep friendships. But there, as you're saying, there does really have to be both, um, because there are plenty of people who, in a sense, don't even know how to have a friendship, and they will only learn by being given one.
0: Mm-hmm. And we can be empowered to give that to people, right, by having it from the Lord. you know. Um... I've said this to you before, but I left my career 15 years ago now, um, and I have never looked back. And I have never said, "Oh, I want to be." I, I don't even think you know. When I was in the middle of my career, I'm putting out problems. I'm putting out software problems. I'm putting out client problems. I'm putting out you know employee problems, boss problems. You know, I'm and, and I felt like this was it, and you know, and I'm moving with the movers and all that. And I look back and as I get older and I'm getting older, the thing that matters to me is relationships, you know, family relationships, uh, you know, spousal relationships, parenting relationships, friends. And the reality is I can measure the quality of each of those relationships primarily By the level of friendship that I have in it. You know, Mm -hmm. my wife and I, it's not the same as it was on our honeymoon, but it's better. We have a friendship now that we didn't have when we first got married. My children, when I was just fathering them, you know, as they were adolescents and teenagers and then early 20s, I was mostly fathering them. But now that they've grown up, they're mostly friends. You know, I would say that for me, when I think of the best kind of relationship I have in and, and life is about relationship. My job, I don't care about my old job anymore. I don't care. The thing I remember are the friendships that I had and the friendships that I have with my family and friends. I, I and, and friends, the friendship I have with my friends. I think friendship is what God wants us all to have. And I, um, and I thank you for your friendship with me.
1: Yeah. You're welcome. And I th- thank you the same. Yeah. You know the, the thought, Sam, is just this, this idea that you know what I am. I, I'm not large enough to just by myself grow. I'm talking about humanity now as a human. I'm just not. I need others, you know, to help me grow, to help me see what I don't see, to aspire to more because I see more. Um, and and yes, that's what a spouse spouses should be doing for each other. But if if we if our only friendship is with our spouse, that is putting way too much weight on that person. It is. Way too much. Um, and we've we've experienced that before, you know, and we've seen it in other people's lives. I've had people go, Well, my best friend is my spouse, and that's all I need. And I'm thinking, wow, that I don't think that's healthy. That sounds more like the fear of other relationships, fear of getting hurt, the fear of not knowing how to handle this. But I I just think just to grow and prosper, we absolutely need other friendships. And, of course, we need our walk, our intimacy with God. But like the Eugene Peterson quote, God has set this up like this, and we need it. We absolutely need it. And it's pure joy. You know, it really is joy when it's a deep biblical friendship.
0: So this wasn't. this didn't begin as a marketing campaign. It began talking about what we think is important, but but we do think friendship is important. We believe that all of us, even if you have good friendships, can grow in friendship. And I think most of us acknowledge that we need more. And I encourage people to check out, go to com, and just check out the a courses page where we call the course closer than a brother. And that's because we take it from, amazingly enough, we take it from a Proverbs verse where it says, There is a man of many companions who comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And, you know, the idea in, in that society, the closest relationship is family. And so for scripture to say there's something even closer than family, was was radical in those days. And I and I think that's what God wants for all of us, to have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that's why we called the friendship course closer than a brother. Yeah. Or sister, if you're a female.
1: Yep. Well, friend, this was fun to do. And uh, we will be back right next week or so. And we'll just You know, we call this conversations between friends about God. And that's exactly what this is. And we thought, well, let's talk about friendship. So this has been good.
0: It is. Thanks, Gary. See you next week.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.